And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey everyone, hopefully you're having an amazing day, and uh, today I'm really pumped to share with you a uh, lesson that I actually learned about 10 years ago. It's actually the first part, or I would say the second part, of a three-part lesson on retention. So the first part um, was an episode or two ago called Don't Be a Bonsai. So go listen to that to kind of get a baseline level knowledge for retaining people. You know, it doesn't matter how many people you put into the business. If they all end up quitting, you know, obviously your business is going to fall apart. So you have to retain them and be a leader. So go listen to Don't Be a Bonsai to get a base level of understanding of this topic. And this is going to be episode number two. This is the the first of two episodes of the tactical part of that training. So hopefully you enjoy this. This is the first part of six guidelines for continual growth. So there's six things that we're going to go over, three this week, three next week, that if you apply these, and for those of you that came from a similar MLM background as us, these might sound familiar because they work. Um, So we're going to talk about them, three today, three next week. And if you apply these and you have a spirit of unity on your team, you'll have a really good, good shot of retaining people. The three reasons people stay in the business is because they're making a lot of money, Number one. Number two is they believe they're going to make a lot of money. Number three is they're having so much fun they don't care. These are three reasons why people stick. If you're one of these three, you're going to probably stay in the business. If you're making a lot of money, why would you quit? If you believe you're going to make a lot of money someday, why would you quit? If you're having so much fun you don't care, well, you don't care. So you're not going to quit. So if you help your team make a lot of money, have a lot of belief that they're going to make money, and or have so much fun they don't care, they're not going to leave on you. So your goal is to combine these. Help people believe that they're going to make a lot of money. Help them have so much fun that they don't care whether it's happening or not. And actually help them make a lot of money and they're not going to go anywhere. But you've got to have the fun part too. A lot of people, if you just focus on the business part, the second that they go find, the, the second that they hear other money, bigger money, they might leave on you. But if you drive the roots deep, like Kayla just said, you drive the roots deep, now they're not gonna now, now you can blow a freaking bomb through there and people aren't gonna go anywhere. So the things we're gonna talk about, these six things, are gonna help you put these I put these areas in, in place in their own segmented boxes. Now, 
I'm going to talk about the six guidelines for continual growth. Three now, three next week. Here's a preface for this. These are not rules. You don't have to follow these. In fact, if you don't follow them, no one's gonna judge you. I'm not gonna judge you, Ashley's not gonna judge you, but you can break them at your own risk. Totally up to you. As I say these, you might think like, wow, that seems kind of legalistic. It depends on who you are, what your personality type is. Or you could be like, that's really smart. I'm glad that they do that. Depending, I don't know which way you're gonna go here, but just realize that the heartbeat of where this is coming from is not to put rules on you or constrain you. Like I'm the least rule person ever. I hate rules, you know, like I smell corporate America. I'm like, Whoa! you know, like I didn't even want to go outside today because all the Labor Day people are like, you know, doing Labor Day things I'm like job people, you know, like I just want to get away. I just want, you know, give me some freedom. Um, so don't worry. This is not a rule thing. This is a growth thing. How can you have growth and get paid for a long time? So let's jump into it. We all cool? Everyone else is coming from the right place? Okay. I gotta, I gotta mute someone. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> so the first thing is numero uno. Take your pen out. Check, this is guideline number one. Check upline before doing something for the first time. Okay, what do I mean by that? Do I mean check upline before you buy Chipotle? No. I don't mean that. Do I mean um, check upline before buying a new car? No, I don't. Do I mean check upline before running an MLM ad to this particular audience? Yes, that's what I mean. I mean, do you mean, Zach, should I, like I'm thinking about running a hotel meeting, should I have the hotel meeting cost $5 or $10? That's something you should ask about. Don't have the hotel meeting. Those are the things you should ask about, why? Because most likely, someone in your upline has had an experience with whatever you're trying and can probably shine some light and say, hey, that's a great idea or that's a bad idea. And if it is a good idea or a bad, it doesn't matter. Here's a couple things that I learned from our experience. Now, do you have to do this? Absolutely not. You can do whatever you want. You're a free-thinking individual and we, we encourage free-thinking. But if you're going to try something, like why not ask, right? Like why not see if someone else had an experience that can save you some time or money? If someone's going to go run a particular type of Facebook ad, it's probably pretty smart to, to ask someone who's run, who knows how many dollars through Facebook ads. That might not be a bad idea, right? If someone's going to say, hey, maybe I'm going to try to, like I said, do the hotel meeting thing, I don't know. It's probably a good idea to ask someone who's had experience with that, right? It could save you a lot of time and a lot of heartache. If you want to, you can ask your upline if you want about financial things. Now, I'm not saying you should. You should maybe check who you're asking. Sometimes people ask, you know, like when you go through mom and dad, like, okay, dad's soft here, mom's soft here. I'll ask dad about that. That's not what you're looking to do here. If you actually want financial, like some sort of feedback, ask the person that scares you a little bit. <clears throat> like, okay, I'm looking for a financial advice. I'm going to ask someone who's strong financially. That's probably a good person to ask, by the way. And hey, I'm thinking about making this type of purchase. Is that a good idea for my business? You don't have to do that. But if you want to, you can. No one here, one thing that ticked me off about MLM in the past is that people tried to be life coaches when they had no business being a life coach. So where I'm not saying, be, I'm not saying treat your upline as your, as, their, as your life coach. That's up to you, right? You can if you want. What I'm saying is a business situation. If they have the fruit on the tree of what you're looking for financially or business-wise, then ask them before you do something 
and that could probably save you a lot of time. Think of it as changing the oil in your engine. I had a friend that was so broke in college that he didn't change the oil in his brand new piece of crap Jetta. Yeah, I don't like Jettas. But just kidding, if you have a Jetta, it's cool. We cool, we cool, don't worry. But he, he bought a Jetta, he didn't change the oil in it at all, ever. Because it's brand new, and he didn't have, he spent all of his money on the Jetta, and he literally couldn't afford an oil change. So he went like 25,000 miles without an oil change, which is pretty impressive for the Jetta. Really impressive. But anyway, what do you think happened? It gunked up and the engine blew. So he ended up having to spend like four, five, six grand on the engine, but he could have fixed it all with a $30 oil change. So what I'm showing you how to do is help, I'm showing you the oil changes right now. Because what you could do is not ask first, run that ad, blow a bunch of money and be like, oops. And then your upline's like, dude, I did that like four times. Like, you should just ask, bro. I could have saved you like 500 bucks. Or dude, I tried that lead magnet. Like I tried that exact same idea and it worked really good or miserably failed, right? And that helps a lot. So that's number one. By the way, when your team duplicates that action, guess what you have? You get a bunch of people making good business decisions. Oh, I get it now, Zach. Mm-hmm. I get it. You see, people stick in. People. You ever notice that people stick to something that they're good at? When was the last time you enjoyed doing something over and over again where you kept getting beat up? You know, you kept failing at. Does anybody play sports like that that they just keep on losing at? I love this sport. I never win. No. <laughs> So when you have a team that continually wins, they're going to stay. Everyone's happy in a winning locker room. BT dubs, it's another way to keep people in. That's called making money. Number two, don't pass negative downline or cross line. Okay, take a pen out, click, the, click, 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 click it open, Whoop, write it down. Don't pass negative downline or cross line. Okay. <sighs> Give me the leeway here. This is where people are gonna get a little bit flustered with me. You are now in a business, congratulations. Businesses require more responsibility than people not in a business. People that are not in a business have the luxury of saying whatever comes to their mind. Like, oh, I thought that, I should say it. No, that's what the world says. The world's, the world's view of money and business is they're all broke. Literally, so I forgot the percentage. Someone probably knows here. But more than 50% of Americans, I forgot what it is, if they couldn't sustain a $500 expense, like a random expense that comes up, more than half the people that you see in the streets can't sustain a $500 random expense. And I think something above 85% have less than a grand in their savings account. So the world, that's the world. If you want that, then do what the world does. Here's what the world does. The world says whatever is on their mind and they complain and gossip all the time. Leaders don't do that. You ever notice that the people that are highly effective in whatever their endeavor is, they're not on Facebook spewing out their problems. They're too busy succeeding to do that. How does that translate to the business? If Ashley is, let's say she's my downline, okay? If Ashley's my downline, actually, let's use a more real example. Let's say Josh and Kayla, they're both in our downline. And um, let's say I ran an ad this week. Me and Ashley ran an ad this week, and it just failed. It was bad, right? In fact, it was so bad that I lost like $500, and I didn't have any, I didn't have, I barely had $500 to spend. And I'm in like a little like powwow with Kayla and, and, uh, and Josh here, and I'm like, oh, man. And Josh is like, dude, this week was hard, man. Man, Labor Day, like after Labor Day, dude, work was so backed up. And Kayla's like, yeah, it was. And I'm like, dude, you guys don't know the worst of it, though. 
I ran an ad last week, dude, I blew like $500 and I had like nothing to use. Like, man, that was freaking tough. How dumb am I? Like, how dumb can you be, Zach? I, like, do, okay, let's just ask this. Do you think Josh and Kayla in that scenario are more excited about the business or less excited about the business? Obviously, they're less excited. It sounds stupid when I say it, but you'd be surprised how many people let their lips run wild to their own downline. You have one responsibility. This is where you need to write this down. You have, you have one primary responsibility as an upline. If you have a single human on your team that looks to you for any guidance whatsoever, you need to write this down. Your single greatest responsibility is to raise belief in that person. That is your single greatest responsibility. The more you simmer and meditate on that statement, the more true it becomes. Your single greatest responsibility is to raise belief in that person that they can build the business. And anything that you say should raise belief. If you drop their belief, that was the opposite of the goal. Okay, we understand that. I think that one's fairly easy to get. Same thing goes for your cross line. If you don't know who your cross line is, just assume that they're your cross line. So in this case, let's say, um, I don't even know, I can't think of, uh, I'm not a good example. Um, let's say Kayla and uh, Victor, they're cross line. So Kayla and Victor are cross line. They're in two totally different legs. <clears throat> it would be very uncool of Kayla to do that example of what I just did to Victor. Hey, hey, Victor, hey, 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 hey Kayla, how's your day going? Oh man, it's tough. I just lost 500 bucks this week in ads. Did Victor's belief just go up or down? It went down. Okay, well, Kayla doesn't care. What does that matter to me, right? <laughs> was it my team? <laughs> no, it wasn't your team, but guess what happened? Kayla, because if you follow the tree up, 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 guess who, you, guess who you run into? You run into Zach and Ashley. So Kayla just lowered the belief on a cross lines team that lowered the belief going all the way up into Zach and Ashley's team that lowered the belief into Steve's team. All because someone was loose. Look, now Kayla would never do that. That's why I used her as an example. But the point is, don't pass negative cross line because you might not be hurting yourself, but you are hurting that person and you are hurting your upline, whoever your upline is, your common upline of that person. So here's, here's just a blanket statement. If you don't have something positive to say, keep it neutral or positive. That would then make sense. If you don't have something positive to say, just don't say it. It's just like what your mom said, right? Don't something, if it's not nice, not truthful, and not relevant, don't say it. If you're talking to a cross line, gossip kills belief. See, your goal is not only to build your own team, it's to build your uplines team and to build RX as a whole. If you build the big team, your team will benefit. A rising tide raises all ships. Just because you have a tough day, don't put that on other people that have a tough day. Even if you, when you're at the event in Utah, the worst thing that you can do is complain to someone, oh, I wish the products had a better bottle. I wish they didn't have this ingredient. Well, they do. Go talk to manufacturing, not to some random dude that just got in the business that might think this is his only hope to gain financial freedom, and you're crushing it. He's got this big of a belief. See, Ashley, see, okay, if you are in the business for a little while, think of belief as a flame. When you first get in the business, especially if you've been in before, that flame may have been snuffed out. Maybe it was a flickering little thing. 
When you got into the business again, a match was lit. You have a match and the match is lit. That's your belief level. And as you make more money and you're around the team more, the belief gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually becomes a flame or an inferno that no one can quench. But in the beginning, it's a match. And you've got to think of every one single person. They have a match. The people on your team, the people on your upline team, the people way over crossline. They have a little match of belief. You go to complain to someone at the event, products, and you just went, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be responsible for screwing up someone's future because I was too self-seeking to want to complain. Because complaining feels good. I, there's nothing more I love to do than get stuck in traffic and whine about the red lights. I love it. Actually, I hate it, but I do complain a lot in traffic because it feels good, right? It feels good to gossip, right? I heard something juicy, right? Don't do it. If you must, if you absolutely must, Complain, say something negative or say something juicy, move it upline. Talk to your upline about it. Why? Because worst case scenario, you screw your upline up. But at least you're not screwing up your team, and at least you're not screwing up someone else's team. So if you have something bad, negative to say, it's okay. We all have negative thoughts sometimes, it's okay. Just double check them. Do I need to say this? Is this really that big of a deal? And if you come to the conclusion that yes, it is, then bring it up to your upline. A really good practice to get into is wait 24 to 48 hours before before if you have something negative wait a day or two see what happens within your own mind and then pass it up line then bring it up don't bring it cross line don't bring it down line i'm not sure i i think y'all get that if you have a huge team the last thing you want to do you have five thousand people on your team the last thing you want is little johnny little johnny complaining to 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 frankie over here and screwing up two lines of sponsorship that's the last thing you want right Guess where it starts? It starts with you now. It doesn't start when you have 5,000 people. You don't get a team of 5,000 people by having a bunch of discord and disunity in your team. You have a team of 5,000 people moving in one direction because you had unity from the beginning. So it starts now. Does this make sense? All right, cool. Number three, don't embarrass an upline or a bigger pin. What's a pin? Rank, okay? Someone with a bigger rank or bigger, <clears throat> or your upline, don't embarrass them. Now this is not a frat house, don't get me wrong. Me and Steve, when we're together, we make fun of each other probably harder than anyone. But in a public setting, I'm not making fun of Steve. I, pr I probably bust that guy's chops harder than anyone he's been in contact with in a long time. But if we're in a public setting, I'm not embarrassing Steve or making him look stupid. I'm not saying stupid things about him. I'm not saying things dumb to him. Why? Because Steve has a bigger influence. Steve also has a lot of people that look to him. And if I embarrass him in public or say something stupid, like I bring up something dumb that he did, and I say it in public, while it might be hilarious and it might be completely true, and maybe even it's nice, just kidding, but maybe I say something. I did a few things. Number one, let's just pretend that you're watching. What are you thinking? Number one, you're thinking, oh, that's how you treat an upline. His team, his other team members, Stefan Page, maybe Stefan's watching, right? Stefan's looking at me do this, and Stefan's like, oh, Steve's cool with practical jokes. I'll just put a whoopee cushion under his chair during the dinner, right, or whatever. But his up, like, if I do that to Steve, someone's watching probably. And then that person thinks like, oh, that's how I treat him. Well, now that person, did I just raise or lower that person's perception of Steve in that guy's mind? I lowered it. Now, check it out. That guy over there. 
He might be brand new. And he is attaching his financial future to what Steve tells him. Steve's ability to have effectiveness with that guy rests on Steve's credibility. It is my job to raise the belief in all of ours. It is your job too, to raise the belief in the team. And if I lower Steve's credibility by being a moron, Steve's cred lowers, that means his effectiveness with his guy lowers, and guess what? That guy gets less results. Is Steve any less credible? No. Does Steve have any less skill than he had before I said that? No. Does Steve lose one of his founder's positions because I said something stupid? Nope. He's still a double founder. He's still just as credible, still just as skilled. But because I said something stupid, that guy believes it less. See, reality is not reality. Perception is reality. What you perceive influences your reality. What I perceive makes mine. So we have power to adjust people's realities and it's always in flux. Oh, that's manipulation. No, it's responsibility. If I do the stupid thing to Steve, oh, it's, you know, it's, I'm just having fun. No, you're being stupid. I can go have fun with Steve back there, not in front of his team. This is a business where he's a leader. Leadership requires responsibility. He's a leader and I'm a leader even if I have zero people on my team. <clears throat> so remember, it is, the, it is your goal and my goal to build the overall belief in people. And if I do it, if I build belief in people, regardless of who they are, I automatically build belief in the bigger team and in RX in general. So that could have sounded legalistic. Oh, I, I, I wanted to do like a frat house thing. That's fine. Just do it in the right environment, right? This isn't 1994 college days. Go back to the frat house if you want that. That's cool. But the, the point is, if you're in a business setting and you're a leader, if you want influence, influence requires responsibility. So just pay attention to it. That's all. There are right environments for fun. Like I told you, me and Steve go out to dinner. We hang out all the time and we make fun of each other. Ashley's in there. We make fun of each other. Or not, we don't, but we make fun of Steve, right? Because it's a closed environment. You know, and, and, if, and if there's some people there that like, you know, it's all understand it or understood, then fine, understand it, then fine. But the point is just take responsibility for relationships and think about who's around and how could they receive this. And if you aren't sure, just treat it with the most respect possible. This making sense? Okay, cool. Um, so anyway, first one, check offline before doing anything new for the first time, business related. Don't pass negative downline or cross line and don't embarrass an upline or a bigger pin. Now that doesn't mean embarrass your downline, okay? I just meant you, you get it, right? Doesn't mean like, oh, okay, don't embarrass an upline so I can embarrass my cross line. No, don't do that. Don't embarrass the downline either because again, you're gonna lower their belief. If Steve comes up to me on stage and say, hey, uh, Zach's an idiot. Do you think I'm more excited about the business now? No, I'm less excited. I mean, I'm not gonna quit, but I'm less excited. So don't bash your downline just because I didn't say don't embarrass them, right? Just don't embarrass people in general and you'll have better relationships. I can guarantee you that if you just treat people with respect all the way through, this works in the business and outside the business. Make sense? All right, cool. Well, we're getting wrapped up. Did I miss anything? Sweet. Um, so anyway, as we wrap up here, we're all done. If you got to jump, please. 
jump off or just kind of like, you know, tapering things off. I'm just going to give you a couple closing thoughts. Uh, first one is uh, this week, if you're going to the event, really, really pumped to see you there. Um, if you haven't got your ticket and you want to go, just go get your ticket. I think they're still for sale. Yeah, they're still for sale. Go get your ticket. Like, why not? Like, what else do you got to do? Well, I got to work. Oh, come on. Your, your job's going to be there when you get back. Well, I'm going to get fired. Okay, well, maybe you shouldn't have been fired, but it depends on your situation. Maybe you go find another job. I don't know. But if you're going, I'm excited to see you there. If you're, not gonna, if you're not going right now, why not? Just like ask yourself truly, why am I not going? Am I not going because it's uncomfortable? Have you done other things that are uncomfortable that produced, that were slightly less productive? Well, yeah, I did a beer bomb in college. Okay, was that uncomfortable? Yes. Was it productive? No. Okay. So you've already done things that are uncomfortable that produce less results. Just push through the, 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 the discomfort. I told you last week that the single biggest strides we've made in our business have come from live events. Do I know what the stride you'll make in this business is because you're going to this live event? No, I have no idea. I'm not a crystal ball man, but I do know that when you take a look at like our past and the in, in business in general, I can trace almost every Ashley did actually trace last week, every major leap in our business to a live event. So what do you got to lose? Like, oh, I might lose a little bit of my savings account. Maybe you should weigh it. Like, I'm not telling you to spend money you don't have or that it's in your savings. I'm not your financial planner, but weigh it. Like, are you just saying no because you're conditioned to say no or have you really weighed the options? So anyway, we'd love to see you there. If you haven't got your ticket yet, consider going. If you're, uh, if you're not yet on, on, the, on the, whatever, on the bus. Um, if you're already on the bus and you're going, I'm really pumped to see you there. That being said, regardless of where you're at, Ashley and I are really, really pumped for you to be here. You know, I don't care if you're a little tiny baby RX rep and you just processed your first 200 PV and you just got activated and <clears throat> you'd be. If you're right there, man, we could not be more excited for you. If you are in a spot where you're just on an auto ship and you're just kind of enjoying the calls when you have the calls, you pop into the groups every now and then, I'm pumped for you and I couldn't be more excited to have you here. I think there's no better place for you. Truly, I'm excited. You're never going to receive judgment from us. You're never going to be like, no, we're not looking at you with scrutinizing eyes. Like, why isn't this person doing something? Like, that's not who we are. We're just glad that you're here. We are grateful for you being here and you add value to the team, whether you know it or not. You being here adds value to the team as long as you're not like, you know, making fun of people, right? Like you're adding value to the team by being here. You're adding value to the team by using products from Rx. You're adding value to the team by selling a product from Rx. You're adding value just by playing at the level you are. That being said, there's also a level for you that want to freaking crush it and you're willing to put in the work to do it. And there's that level too. And I can tell you this, you can run as hard as you want and there will be people that can match your pace and you can run super, super, super hard and we got your back and we're going to run with you. And there'll be people that can match your pace and probably still pace outpace you. And that is someone that we're also excited for. By the way, when you get results here, it's worth it. It's not some stupid corporate result where it's like, oh sweet, I made $200,000 this year, but then the territory got changed. My count, my count plan got moved around, right? I had to relocate. This is not the corporate world. This is when you do succeed, you get to keep it. Like it's mine and I get to keep it, baby. That's what you have here. And you're protect it's not just me saying it, that you're actually protected in writing with that. So there's a place for you to succeed. There's a, run, there's a wall for you to run through. There's actually a checkered flag at the end that you cross over that thing, you got it. So regardless of where you fall on the spectrum, we're pumped to have you here. I truly don't feel there's any better place that you could be. Um, we've talked about this before, but 
we've operated, other people here have operated in pretty much all the different ways you can make money online, agency, high ticket consulting, selling info products, MLM. And we really don't believe there's another opportunity that's better than this. Combining the scalability of true online marketing and the residual nature of MLM, like there's nothing better than that. So anyway, that being said, really, really pumped for you. I just thought of this and if for some reason it keeps, it keeps popping in my head, so I'm just gonna say it really quick. There is a guy, I feel like someone might be thinking this right now. I don't know why, but there is a guy out there that um, he made millions and millions and millions, multiple millions, like tons of millions. I don't even know how much it was. I know his mortgage is 30K a month. And he made all of his money by uh, selling info products. This is like back in the early 90s. Selling info products like via sales letter, like physical letter. So if you didn't know, mail used to come in the, in the mailbox, like physical. Um, but he, that's how he made his money. He made tons of money doing it. Anyway, he got into a network marketing company. Um, he basically built it up to like, you know, like $30,000 a month, I think. And actually his wife got in and then she was making like 10 grand a month. He realized it was good. So he jumped in, helped it go to like 30 grand a month. And it stayed that way for like 20 something years, 25 years. And he told a friend of ours, and this is, he said that income was the best income I ever made. The money from the, uh, direct response business. That was huge, but it went away. The network marketing business, the network marketing business, that never went away. The best income I ever had. Now, when you say, why do you say he ever had? Where did it go? Well, he changed companies and he's rebuilding it right now because that company basically screwed him. So it's another lesson for you to pick a good company. But anyway, huge info marketers that make tons of money, they all wish they had a really solid residual income. And that's what you have the power to do. All right, you guys enjoy that? Well, hopefully um, that uh, that actually came from a, a call that we did with a part of our team just this past week, and uh, I've I, I was I've actually been sharing a few of those calls with you, or at least the training pieces of those calls with you, because I think sometimes those are really really valuable for a general audience as well, and I wanted to share that with you here. So, the majority of the time, we don't record those calls. We want to incentivize people to be on those calls live. And, um, and also it's a lot, it's very specific for that team, but every once in a while, when we know that we're going to do a lesson like that, we, uh, record it and, and maybe share it with you. So that's where that came from. But, um, anyway, do me a favor, leave a review and a rating down below. Uh, if you found value in that, which I'm sure you did. So that would be amazing. And with that, hopefully you have an amazing day and talk to y'all soon.